Hi, and welcome to I See You Mama, the podcast where we talk mom to mom with other moms <laughs> about the things that are important to us. And um, it's kind of a mixed bag. You never know what you're going to get. That's exactly what motherhood is like. You're, you sign up for it and um, you get what you get. You get whatever comes at you and you deal with it and you love them and you would go forward. And um, that's what these podcast conversations are about. They're just conversations with what people are passionate about, what people are excited about. And um, I have a really special guest today. This is my friend, Mary W. And I'm leaving her last name off for anonymity purposes. Um, Because the topic we're going to talk about is kind of a tender topic. And um, not necessarily her personal journey, but... um, her children, and we want to respect their um, privacy as well, so we're leaving last names off. So Mary and I have known each other for over 10 years, since before kids were born. Um, my kids, her kids mm-hmm. are much older. Well, my grown. Kids, my kids were half-baked at that time. They were half-baked. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Ariana. So glad to be here. Thanks for coming on. Mm. I really appreciate you. <laughs> so... I brought Mary on specifically. I want to talk about uh, one of her kids who is in the process of transitioning from male to female. And she is in her 20s. And um, I know that Mary has been a really big advocate for her. And um, I might slip up and say the wrong pronoun, and I'm sorry if I do that. It's quite all right. Um, It's the intention that matters. Right. (laughs) And so I want to talk about... um, that process for you, like as her mom, what Uh it's like. And then, Uh so you have how many kids? I have five. Five Uh kids. Our oldest is 25. Then we have a 22-year-old daughter. We have our 20, 21 almost um, person of the hour that we'll be talking about a little bit. And then we have... Uh, and oh, nope, had just had a birthday, an 18 year old and a 16 year old, both boys. So the youngest so, are the youngest, youngest two are boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. And you just were telling me before the podcast that you've mm-hmm. just gone through like some mm-hmm. of your was it your older two girls mm-hmm. getting married? So, um, mm-hmm. our child number two is a daughter, and she got married last year, and actually, um, quite unintentionally, I don't mean to be dropping surprises on you while we're on the air, but here we are. (laughs) Um, Our oldest, who um, has begun to identify as non-binary, so started out the journey female, but has also begun to identify as non-binary. Your oldest, your oldest daughter. But there, if we do that. We had a little visitor come in and talk. I had to make a peanut butter and jelly burger. Somebody had to remind us what we're really doing <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, I'm really feeding humans until they're done um, <clears throat> living here, mm-hmm. which is never. They'll come home for meals, right? Is that still, I know we go up to like, when we go to my mom's house, she's like, I made all the things. She's uh-huh. not from New Jersey, but uh-huh. my husband's mom is, I made all the things and there's entmans. <laughs> That's why. <funny. laughs> She makes all the things and has all the lunch meat and oh. this Entenmann's because he loves <laughs> Entenmann's. That's awesome. Entenmann's, those little <laughs> chocolate donuts. Yes. So we never stop feeding them, No, do uh-uh. we? No. Uh-uh. So I can't remember what we were talking about right mm. before we paused. We were talking about... Oh, we were talking about, about your kids. Uh-huh. And my kiddos who are... My oldest kiddo who... Um, who has recently begun to identify as non-binary. So is this the, one of the ones that got... How many of your kids got married? She's going to... They're going to be married. They're going to be married. Mm-hmm. So In she's marrying a she's male marrying or a female? A, a man. Okay. Mm-hmm. From the outside, you would not... I mean, they look very heteronormal mm-hmm. from the outside. And, um, and, and so it's very interesting to be a mom in a situation like that, um, preparing for... Um, the wedding with the mom of the bride ling- language and 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 my kiddo wearing very traditional um, 
you know, grandma's veil and all yeah. of this kind of stuff. And so it feels very feminine. Feels very feminine. Um, but and, she's and, deciding. But she, yeah, but they're deciding to, to be non-binary, which. Does she it, go by they? They is the preferred pronoun. Okay. And um, which you can hear me still continually slipping up because this is a new addition to our family's lexicon. Right. So, um, yeah, and and, uh, and and they they don't mind the words daughter and won't mind bride and things like that that are gendered, but um, but they don't feel that that really includes all that there is to say about their identity, and so they feel that this is a more appropriate way to express who they believe themselves to be. I'm really curious about it is a wide open thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Thing, because mm-hmm. I mean I'm old. No, it's okay. We can spend and, some time defining terms. Right. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm i curious about, like, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I didn't think about these things. Mm. I didn't ponder whether or not um, who mm-hmm. I was attracted to was normal or not normal. Right. Um, and I'll just say, for the record, mm-hmm. I was a kid who um, had early questions, mm-hmm. probably high school mm-hmm. as to why I only attracted women <laughs> a couple of guys uh-huh. but really like uh-huh um, women made a beeline for me but I never sat down and said uh-huh. does this give me a label and right. I trans or non-binary or because I'm even right. now a fairly um, you know athletic masculine uh-huh. type uh-huh. of woman uh-huh. Uh-huh. like that my kids see me in a dress they're like what's are, are you going to a funeral what's happening why are you is it right. church what's right. happening right what's and even the then I'm like listen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I just I'm always up for like rough and tumble and being mm-hmm. dirty and mm-hmm. camping and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I don't but, but I never thought like I should give this a label right I so this I, is new for mm-hmm. me I'm curious no it isn't and that's totally fine and I think that's actually um a gift of this generation that we will look back in history and be able to see that some of the work that is happening socially right now is is going to be a gift to us. I think in many of the same ways that people in the 50s and and 60s, 60s and 70s really started saying, you know, like, okay, so just because I'm a woman and a, and a, a mom doesn't mean that I also don't get to have a job or I don't get to yeah. do this or, and even before that, that I have to wear a skirt, that I had, you know, so these, these things that were considered for a very long time to be just the way it was slowly have been broken down, sometimes without anybody saying anything about them, maybe without labeling, but just doing them quietly or, right. you know, whatever. And I, and I do think that, that there was a lot of questioning um, in our generations growing up, um, but I don't think that we name we labeled it. I, you're right. I, or we're I, allowed to talk about it in public. Right, right. And I, I was joking around with my, I guess, with another mom friend um, about my oldest kid just trying to wrap my mom brain around this and kind of made a comment about, like, you know, when, when we felt these ways, we just wore sweatpants and flannel <laughs> shirts. <laughs> We just kind of went and with didn't, it and, and didn't, didn't have a name it for it exactly. So, so I think that the desire to express, uh, "Hey, I am, I am not a being that is entirely feminine." You know, I, there's more to me than how beautiful you think I am, or whatever, whatever is. is I think that's long been there, but I think that. The, in a historical perspective, we're going to look back and say that the gift of this generation was to say it's not o- not okay enough for these things to be there. We need to really pull them into the light and talk about them. And in order to do that, we need to have a name. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just thought that was mm-hmm. me. I was a, I'm a right. woman, and right. I have of it is I have you. these parts and right. It is it is you. And I don't I don't know whether in hindsight we're gonna those of us that have grown up the way we are will will end up saying, well, well wait, woman isn't exactly the right label. And right. I, I don't know that that's important, but I think that it's going to prove important historically yeah. to pull these things out and actually label them, even if it just gives validity to some people that might not have had a name for how they feel. Right. And I can understand so, that. Yeah. So you've got mm-hmm. your oldest daughter mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. My oldest non-binary, non-binary kiddo marrying a man. Marrying a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then, then you've got mm-hmm. and then I your have a, heteronormative daughter. Yes, uh huh. Have my next one down who's a daughter married to a son in law. 
yes. was lovely and wonderful. And then that's a whole another podcast. That's a like, whole another podcast. Marriage. How does that feel? Where your kid like, marries oh into gosh. another family, that's right. and they're that's the right. melding of those that's two. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> starts to call somebody else mom, and you know that's oh ouch. Right. I mean, I mean, it's I not an ouch. My mom, right? It's it's it my hasn't been mom. an ouch, but I, I think that for some people, like it can be an ouch. Yeah. you know, and it's um, I love my in laws, and I'm very thankful that they are surrogate parents to my kids. So that's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then our next one down is um, as we often moms and dads who seek support for our kids who have these particular needs that we're talking about today often we'll call them our reasons reasons. Uh, my reasons my reasons for being in this support group or my reasons for this kind of thing and so my primary reason let's call this kiddo um, is going to be 21 and first um, made themselves known as a reason (laughs) for for all of this um, at about 11 11 Mm -hmm. Uh, so So did mm -hmm. can you say her name Sure. Can we, sure. So, that's easier for me than remembering the right pronouns. That's fine. So did uh, Evelyn. Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Did she, at 11, did it look like, I think I'm gay or I think I'm a girl? At 11, it looked like, I think I'm gay. Okay. And not even I think I am. I know I am. Yeah. Catch up. <laughs> yeah. Get with um, the program, Get mom. with the program, Mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what it looked like. And it was something that that uh, they had been keeping on the down low um, from a parent's wow. perspective. Mm-hmm. From a parent's perspective, it, it, the story, this isn't how they remember the story, but how I remember the story of, of their, their coming out was that they were outed by a sibling. Oh, really? Um, who who kind of, you know, was, you know, hush, you better not say that, or I've got dirt on you, I'll tell dad, blah, 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 sort of sort yeah. of situation. That's not how Evelyn remembers it, but that's that's the parent's perspective. Right. But, it, but it was clear at any point that that uh, some of the kids knew some things that we didn't know. Yeah. So, um, so was yeah. That, were those things like exploring yeah. pornography or? Unfortunately, yeah, mm. some of that was. Um, but it wasn't just that. Um, that's a whole other other conversation. Right. right? <laughs> oh, good gravy. Kids and porn. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Mm-mm-mm. I don't even. Mm-hmm. Mm. Please. I know. I know. I know. Uh, so, my kids are not. I mean, I'm sure. Actually, mm-hmm. they probably. It is seen crazy. It at school. Oh, not here is... because they don't have computer access. But uh, that's great. probably at school. But it's it's crazy. How do you pr- provide a balanced environment? And yeah, that's again oh, a whole grief. other other conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, so some uh, TV exploration, online exploration, that type of stuff, and I think just just some talking that happened between siblings. Yeah. Um, but so we became aware of this at about eleven, and um, before before we forget, let's say we also have two younger boys who are eighteen and sixteen, and then we'll come back to my middle. So reason. at this point, your two <laughs> younger boys are heteronormative, right? Yes, yes, both so, seem to be pretty secure in that from the few conversations that we've had. And, girlfriend here and there and that kind of thing so right. that doesn't necessarily mean anything doesn't everything mean that, everything right right <laughs> so I mean we know like politically there's there's things we talk about and things we do but like as as a mom sure yeah mm-hmm. like how do you say okay I don't know um I don't know so just to paint a little picture of what our life was like there for a few years. We came from a very conservative faith background mm-hmm. um, in which no one, I should say no one we were close to, would have ever wanted us to kick our child out on an ear for right. being the way they were, but would have also not said such things like, um, there, there was just not an open acceptance of what a phrase that I hate, but which is too often called the gay lifestyle, right? Um, of being able to openly live a sexuality that was different from from hetero. Um, so we just sort of kept this on the down low. Um, stepped into a place my husband likes to call the parent closet, right? Um, because the the kid may be out with friends or with whatever, but that doesn't mean that your workplace, especially when it's ministry related, is a safe place for you mm. to be talking about this thing or that the extended family is going to be supportive or whatever. Right. So we kind of did that for a few years. And then when our kiddo was about 14 um, and was getting some bullying in school and stuff, another um, 
supportive uh, student noticed this difference and didn't defend my kiddo, but did pull my kiddo aside and say, hey, there's this group that I go to, and I think that you would enjoy it. Right. And it turned out to be a support group for LGBT kids. Is it a Gay Straight um, Alliance? Um, no, it's up here in Nashville. It's actually at the Oasis Center. It's called Just Us. Just Us. Oh, it's fabulous. That's um, a good one. Mm-hmm. Everybody write that down. Fabulous. Yeah, Just, Just Us, Us at the Oasis Center. The Oasis Center does is kind of a clearinghouse for for lot for programs for kids that are at risk for lots of other reasons yeah um and this is just their their lgbt contingent the just us program and it goes goes from there but that's the that's the beginning of it so so our kiddo started going to just us and um (laughs) and told me today when i was discussing this with them that when they uh, first heard of just us they just thought sure that'll meet be a great place for me to meet people that i want to date and we laughed about that because because (laughs) Isn't every teenager's mind going to go there first? Right. It's just, like, oh, yeah. Nobody are there thinks hobbies? about what we need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, there cute, are there cute people there? Are there cute? <laughs> mm, tell me more about this. Exactly. Why did every kid go to youth group? Exactly. Exactly. Are there cute, are there cute are there, boys? Exactly. Are there cute girls? Okay, I'm, I'm down. Let's right, go. Exactly. So they started going to, to just us and making other similarly um, similar friends who, who dealt with similar issues. And, and this still was have age? Some, this was 14. 14. 14, 15, somewhere in there. 14, I think. Mm-hmm. So if like from 14, 15, 16, we did this kind of thing. Um, friends. I'm trying to remember when one-on-one counseling started. Probably a little bit towards the end of that time, but somewhere in there for sure. Um, and then... About 16, we started hearing the words non-binary, and we started hearing the word trans, and we started hearing things like that coming out of the conversation. And by senior year of high school, there had um, we were still calling our child by their the the name that they were given at birth, um, the male name. Um, But I noticed that when child was with their friends, friends would avoid the use of that name or friends would often call my kiddo darling or something along these lines and I asked Mm. my kiddo about this in fact one time I even saw that my kiddo had a name tag with with darling written on it and and I thought oh this is where we're going with this thing isn't it and uh, and at that point um, Evelyn was not ready for any kind of formal name change or anything and then um, even through senior year of high school when Mostly, there there really began to be mixed gender presentation. There began to be um, some jeans and some skirts and some masculine clothing on top and some skirts and lots of head wraps. That was a big thing, and yeah. just you know, lots of mixed um, mixed presentation, leaning more and more toward female. Um, and and we did actually, uh, I had forgotten about this senior senior year, fall of senior year, uh, with the the. Uh, senior pictures and all of that bit mm-hmm. our school is one of the ones that takes a very traditional you know guys step into the front of this tux and get your picture taken girls put this little black thingy around your shoulders it look like a portrait collar yeah and my kiddo was just like yeah i'm not either one of these yeah this isn't gonna fly and um and our in our small high school more rural than not high school um, I am proud to say that the administration stepped right up and said, you do whatever you want. And my kiddo wore, um, a, you know, kind of a nondescript plain black top. And that was awesome. Yeah. And that was, I think, one of the first public validations of, you know, you be who you are and yeah. to heck with the norms. Yeah. So, um, so through senior year and the feminine presentation and all of that, and I would say it was probably about springtime, winter to springtime of senior year and it was a Sunday morning and I was coffee and taking time to breathe and this sort of thing and my kiddo came downstairs and said have you checked Facebook today oh lord I said no Uh and they said well you should check and I said okay so Evelyn came downstairs and told uh you this Evelyn came downstairs and told me although at that point we were not even calling Evelyn Evelyn she proclaimed it on Facebook she first. She proclaimed it on Facebook you. first. Yeah. Mm. Although it was not a surprise. Right. But it was it was more it was a, a declaration for, a of formality. okay, I'm ready for this to be official. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 So, so what did so it say it on Facebook? It says Evie. Evie. I think it might have said Evelyn. Might have said Evie at that point. Um, 
interesting things about about the name that they now go by was chosen with a lot of respect and a lot of care for how difficult this was going to be for us. Right. Um, they chose an initial a name that had the same initial as their as their birth name um, for ease of me, and so that that my tongue wouldn't trip so often over trying to call them what they wanted to be called, and that right. was really kind and nice. Um, so yeah, so what did it say on Facebook? I don't I don't even know what it what it said, but the picture had changed. changed. Yeah, there was a name change, and the the picture had changed to uh, not a picture of of my kiddo at all, but a picture of of uh, images from Disney's Beauty and the Beast where it was the, the face present was half Belle's face and half the Beast's face. Oh my gosh. So, or half, not the Beast's face, but half the, the prince who was the, the Beast. Prince. Yes. Sorry. So it was, it was a, a mixed gender face, which continues to be a lot of how I think my kiddo sees themselves. So we yeah. do use a feminine name, Evelyn, um, and we do use she or he or she pronouns, excuse me, or they pronouns. Um, but we do not use he pronouns, and we do not use the name that we once did. Yeah. So. So. There's the I nuts mean, and I, bolts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can, I mean, as a, as the person who birthed this child mm-hmm. and gave, at the time, him his name. Right. For that right. to be, like, a shift. Like, I have two sons, and if one day. I know. They said, Mom, I'm an, I'm ch- I've changed my name, and right. I'm no longer who you thought you knew right what what how do you do like what do you talk to me about that right Um, like what did what did you I know you want to be supportive and you wanted to be supportive and and just her advocate in all of this or their advocate I'm gonna trip off on the pronouns that's okay it's good it's good both ways both ways um their advocate in all of this but I also know like there's this like quiet part in our mom's hearts that go oh my god well, I, th- I mean, I think there. I th- I think that it would be dishonest to say that there's not grief, right? Um, because because you you have to grieve for who you thought your kid was and all that you thought your kid was going to grow up to be, right? Um, and and if you don't do that, then that's just not being honest to yourself. So that's that's a definite thing that that just has to happen, and it's okay to admit that that has to happen, you know. But yeah. I think the bigger thing to remember is to try to not say, well, I had this kid and now I have that kid. It was always this kid. It was always kid. this kid. You just didn't know yet. That's right. It was always this kid. This kid who still likes the same movies, who still likes the same books, who still likes the same food. Right. Still likes or doesn't like to be tickled by mom and dad. You know, all, <laughs> all of those things. Right. It's all the same. It's all the same. Right. So... But this yeah. other part has this other part is opened out. It's opened up. Yeah. This other part of, you know, I, I think sometimes when I think about this stuff, I think in terms of, of aren't we all on a journey of self-discovery? And right. don't and don't we all sometimes turn a corner and learn something about ourselves? Wow, hmm, I didn't know I was good at that, or I didn't know that I felt this way about that, or whatever it is. And I just think about the, the amazing um, courage that it takes to be a young trans person and to be, I mean consider that it's difficult enough as an adult going through something like a career change right Right. okay but people change jobs it's difficult but you do it but when you're brave enough to say I am so focused on finding out who I am and I'm so dedicated to being able to live authentically that I'm willing to take down even the things that I thought I knew to be true right Uh, yeah yeah willing to take to take down things that are just assumed by everybody to right. be completely set. Yeah. And I, I think that I think that no matter what your political or faith background may be and where things come out, I think there has to be a respect and a compassion for anybody that is fearless enough to be able to say, I am gonna figure out who I am even if it is terrifying in the process. Yeah. Well, and even if I lose, yeah, people that I love and my and, faith and, community and, 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 exactly. and all that long, is it? And, and that so happens. Yeah, that so happens. So and it, you know, like I, I used to, I, I've come a, a long way in this kind of way of thinking and 
there was an era, definitely an era in my life where I was like, what? That's dumb. Sure. And would yeah. dismiss it. and yeah. Or say, you know, like our, in our, my faith tradition was like, well, you're just embracing sin or whatever it is. Sure, sure. But I, I you know, that. like, why would, why would somebody sign up for that's the, a life that's, that's of it. Right. really, right in our current culture, right. torment, right. risk, right. Um, risk of physical risk, right. mental risk, like, right. unless they were so compelled, right. like, this is not, I have to show you who I that's am. That's right. This this is not a joke, and right. the and the, the it's not just a mm-mm, whim. Mm-mm, this is not a joke, and the the an expression that I come back to sometimes that um, you'll realize is familiar is when the 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 pain of not changing is greater yes. than the pain of changing. Right? Yes, yeah, and and that's just it. When the pain of staying the same starts to outweigh the pain of of any potential change, then you just jump and yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's um, you know, it was it's it's hard. It's it's been a huge journey in our um, our faith process. <laughs> makes you take down things that you thought you knew. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's so different to talk about all of this in terms of issues and sin and people being confused or misled or whatever words you want to use. And then when you have a child standing in front of you, your kid. Yeah saying mom this is the way it is and this yeah. is the way it is this is the way it's always been this is the way it is um we um perhaps you are familiar with these words but um when a child is coming to you or when you're in um how should i say this the 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 words are insistent persistent consistent mm-hmm. when when the desire or the voiced identity of, of a child becomes this insistent, persistent, consistent. You need to pay attention. This is not today. I want to be a girl. I'm tired of being a boy. This, yeah. this is this is there. This is always there. This is always going to be there. And children are able to recognize gender differences in themselves far earlier than a lot of people want to believe. Yeah. Um, but you know, at at three and four, they have a real good sense of who they are or who they are not. Even if they don't have all the language to, you know, to explain these things, they they can tell. On yeah, a, you know. So yeah, it was real early when mm-hmm. my kids started talking about physical differences. Oh, for sure, for sure. And me, and then me and, and their dad, and, and dad. like, wait, mm-hmm. do you have this? No. Right. Does he have this? Yes. Right. What do right. you have? It's a right. different thing. Right. With a right. different name. <laughs> That's right. Where's yours? Right. Did it fall off? No. Well. <laughs> It was that, young. those conversations were young. young, young, yeah. young. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a friend whose <laughs> whose son would insist that she was going to grow a penis. Oh, sure. And felt kind of sorry for her because that she didn't she, have one. Yeah, or wasn't like, going to get one. Or right, yeah, exactly. Wh- where is it? Right. Why, what happened to it? No, right. you have one. It just it's fell hiding. Off. It <laughs> fell off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Honey, listen." But I think <laughs> I mean that kid was probably I want to say three or four. Yeah insistent that yeah yeah that she that yeah. she should have one too right. like mm-hmm. she's like that's not how this works <laughs> babe and i'm really okay without one yes, it's okay <laughs> it's okay i don't need that i'm good oh, oh my gosh yeah. so yeah all right do you feel Did free like to talk to... about mm-hmm. evelyn's journey like what's mm-hmm. coming up for her mm-hmm. and um because I know there's all different mm-hmm. stages. Like there's dressing, mm-hmm. there's hormonal mm-hmm. changes, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. physical, surgical mm-hmm. changes. Sure. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe we should just clear up what it means to transition. Right. So, um, so transition, when we talk about transitioning gender roles um, or gender identity, you know, I'm sorry, you don't transition gender identity, you just transition the body to match what's already on the inside. But it's not even necessarily just the body. I've sort of misspoke. Let's just break this down to say there are multiple elements of transition. Um, With Evelyn, uh, it's not just all surgical. It's not just all physical. Uh, Transition for her began, um, I don't know when she'd say it began, but for me I began to see it 
you know, in the outward aspects of feminine dress, right? That that is a the beginning of a transition. Um, choosing a different name is obviously a transition. So there's all kinds of social transition um, that that generally precedes um, physical transition, but isn't surgical transition, but it doesn't necessarily lead directly from one to the other. Right. Um, with Evelyn, we have definitely done social transition, um, and there has been uh, some hormonal transition at times, but um, with Evelyn's journey, it's, it's, um, it's not so clear cut. It's not so, it, it's more, the way they voice it is more like, I, I'm not sure exactly who I am, but I know who I'm not. So who Evelyn is not is an adult male. And right. who Evelyn is and will be continues to be revealed. So Evelyn is not sure that a full surgical transition will ever happen, and I think probably is more doubtful than it ever will. Yeah. Um, but Evelyn also does uh, use some hormones to help herself try to feel a little more normal and a little more at home and at peace with her body. Okay. So that's, that's the goal, and that's, I think, why this is so hard. It would, how many times I have said to myself, and things I never thought I would say to myself, but I've, I've said... You know, if we were just doing a straight male to female transition, this would be easy. Yeah. Can we just right? like a little more straightforward? Right. But it's not. You know, we're walking in the, the muddy middle of, of um, what people sometimes call non-binary or non-gender conforming right. um, individuals that that um, don't feel like they fit in the gender binary, that, just, that don't fit, that aren't strictly male, that aren't strictly female, that like to have... I mean, and honestly, don't we all have masculine and feminine characteristics? Yes. So um, we were talking earlier about the labeling and all yeah. of that kind of thing. And I think you and I just were free to, or just did, you know, embrace more masculine characteristics, feminine characteristics, depending on, on the, the day and the whim. And I think they just called me a tomboy. Exactly. All the time. All the time, right? Like I couldn't, mm-hmm. they'd get me dressed up in fancy clothes and I inevitably rip a hole in the knee of my tights <laughs> on the way into church. To where we were going. Right? Like, well, okay. You can put me right. in fancy stuff, right. but you can't make me not fall right. on the ground. Right. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. So, yeah. So there's just a little more naming and labeling, but that is, yeah. that's now where I find myself being a mom to two kids that are non-binary. Yeah. And, um. Was the hmm. older one, like, a bigger surprise for hmm. you? So the older one, mm, the older one, we had every reason to believe was uh, fully feminine, fully heteronormative. And then when the older one was in college, and this was years after we'd been dealing with, with, uh, been living with and loving Evie in her evolution, um, the older one came to me and said, Mom, I'm bi. And I said, really? <laughs> This is, you can all learn from my parenting fails here, right? What not to say and what to, you know, <laughs> oh, well. Uh, you never really want to say, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's probably the first thing that hops to many of our minds and lips. Yeah. Um, but so I, I, I kind of just said, oh, okay, all right. You know, and and at, at that point, it, it honestly, you know, I don't know that I had enough space left to deal with right. that, right? But like, at that no, point, okay, they were already, uh huh, they were already in a, a pretty serious, committed relationship with the person that they are now engaged to. So right. that was already underway, and there have been, um, to my knowledge, no relationships of any other sort. Not that that's any of my business now. She's, they're twenty-five, but you know, right. whatever. Um, but so, so they first then said, "I'm bi," and then a little later, they came back and said, "No, actually, I'm pansexual." And I said. What, what is what that? What is the difference? What is the difference? <laughs> Explain to me. So once again, I have become the student of my children, and right. and they have lovingly explained to me that pansexual um, is is uh, whereas whereas bisexual tends to be uh, tends to be described as being sexually attracted to either people who are or to both to people who are distinctly male and to people who are distinctly female. Pansexual. Right encompasses everything in between as well okay right 
Right. So it's the it's the it's the most, in my view, the most grown up of all of our agape love, but on a sexual level, right? right. It's a complete non discrimination yeah. of anything about the person on the in the body. So their uh, their little slogan is, is hearts not parts. So right. A bit of humor, but an <laughs> apt description. <laughs> hearts not parts. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. See, for someone who didn't like, I mean, we're talking about. Like, I grew up, and and for someone to come out as gay was shocking. Right. This was the, right. you know, I hit high school, early 90s. Mm-hmm. 1990 mm-hmm. was my mm-hmm. freshman year mm-hmm. of high school. And so, for someone to come out as, to, to be gay was like mm-hmm. what you teased and insulted mm-hmm. people or oh, yeah. harassed people. That was a bad people. thing. Ooh, it was how a bad gay. Thing. Ooh, that was a yeah. bad thing. Oh my gosh, that's so gay. Exactly. Like that was a exactly. phrase. That was a phrase. We used. We did too. You know, and and like it was like the epitome mm-hmm. of the insult to come so call someone the F word. Oh yeah. You know. Right. To just like that was what. I mean, I grew up in rural East Texas, mm-hmm. and so the F word was mm-hmm. bantered around. Mm-hmm. The F word and the N word. Mm-hmm. Good times, East Texas. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, it was in rural Illinois a few yeah. years before you, and maybe not quite so much N word, but it was there. But definitely the other. Yeah. Definitely the F well, word. this was like right when um, was it the eighties? Was the big AIDS mm-hmm. thing? And so that was really taboo. And oh, for sure, when you grew up in a rural community, mm-hmm. it kind of runs behind like the bigger metropolitan cities sure. in terms of understanding and um, yeah. and so it was just like this is all new stuff and for for me to go what i have to go read like what does this mean i don't know i feel dumb right Right. but some of it just feels like well yeah Mm -hmm. why does this need a label (laughs) wait you know some of it is just my um what am i gen x brain (laughs) going ah this doesn't need a label Mm -hmm. you just is what it is it just is right you know, and I think that would be all well and good that it could just be what it is, what it is. But, right. but except that, except that it's it's not been accepted. Right. So that somebody felt the need to put a name on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that same line of thinking, and in, in, I get it, but that same line of thinking is like, well, why why do we have to have non discrimination laws for certain racial groups right. or for certain, you know, whatever, any kind of minority group? Well, because we there is discrimination. Because there is. For- Right. For those groups. Because all people should be protected, right. but they're not. Right. And all people should be valued and accepted. All people should be able but to wear their not. hair the way it grows out of their heads, That's but right. they're That's not. Right. But they're not. Allowed to. That's right. So, so and but, uh, so my thing that I think yeah. the what when we were, when I was sort of watching your, literally your Facebook journey, mm-hmm. just creeping on you. <laughs> On Facebook. It's mutual. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but to watch, like, your journey over the last couple of years where you've become Evie's advocate yeah. and standing up for her yeah. and saying, yes, this is yeah. my kid. I stand beside her and, uh-huh. and, and I'm yeah. 100% with uh-huh. her. I'm trying. Yeah. I'll punch you in the face. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, as we're, I don't know if you want to talk about the part where it's actually affecting Mm-hmm. Um, your personal like job life yeah. mm-hmm. because I'll um, let you cover that but yeah. um, you know like it's not it's not an yeah. easy thing to to say this is what I stand for because mm-hmm. I stand with my kid right and so like I don't know if you want to talk about you had mentioned that it's it's starting to affect you not just mm-hmm. in like a, a social sphere but mm-hmm. in like this is your job or your husband's job starting to make us question some things about our own identity. Right. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a great question, right? How do you, how do you walk the, um, how, how do you walk the, the path of belonging to a faith community that still says that some of the things that your kid does are wrong? How do you, how do you, how do you walk that journey as a, as a parent loving and supporting your kid and, telling your kid that they're wrong or or what do you do when you aren't so sure that your kid is wrong anymore right you know I, I so it's it's a big mixed up muddy mess and and what has happened recently my husband works for our church has always been involved in ministry in some capacity or another um, 
We are also members of an intentional faith community that both of which organizations take a, um, a public stance uh, against what is all too commonly called the gay lifestyle, um, as if all gay people were the same or something, but right. in any case, right? The gay agenda? Yeah. Is there an agenda? Yeah, too? no, there's not an agenda. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, I have the best That's story about that. Word that. Too. I the love agenda. that. I love that. Oh, I was at a, oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I was at one of, I'm going to diverge for a minute because it's such a great story. I happened to be at a church. Yeah, uh, at a church in Atlanta. I was there on a business trip, and the friend that I was with said, well, let's go to this little historical church. And I said, cool, let's go to this little historical church downtown. And we went. And, you know, I have spent most of my life growing up in, in some less diverse ethnic places than I would like to be. And so right. this church was very all mixed up, and I thought, this is just great. And it had a really good vibe, and there were name tags in the back to put on when you got there. And I thought, this is really cool and welcoming. And <laughs> we did church. And afterwards, the pastor was making announcements and stuff and, and took a minute to talk about the flack that he'd been getting all week as a result of his church marching in the pride parade. And I thought, what did I just hear? <laughs> did he really just say that? And yes, he really did say that. And they had marched with a banner, something to the equivalent of we are all God's children or you're all welcome or something along those lines. Yeah. And it was taking all kinds of phone calls of, of, you know, of how can you support the gay agenda and how can you do this and that and whatever. And he, he, he quipped his response back and he said, you know what? I was wondering about that gay agenda thing. And so I went and asked some of our gay and lesbian members and it seems that we've all missed the memo because nobody really knows what the agenda <laughs> is. Is it printed? Is it exactly. Meeting? We're all just busy here trying to have jobs and families and right. live. Right. Um, that was a, that was a really important moment for me in my faith journey to, to realize that maybe things could coexist in a, in a way that I hadn't realized that things could coexist. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it, it becomes hard when you are a, a, involved in ministry in some sort of official capacity or have some sort of a public faith identity and then you begin to have thoughts and want to take stances that are opposing to what the public teaching of these institutions are. And, and it may cost you your job. And it may cost us our job. And it may, it may cost us a membership in this community that has been a big thing for us for a lot of years, yeah. some of our dearest friends. Um, so, I mean, I know, you know, I was at church one time and heard a wonderful homily. It was the story of the rich man who shows up. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to goof up my words. Not the rich man, Lazarus, who shows up at the rich man's door. And he's nasty and covered in sores and scabs. And 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 the, the whole point is, is, you know, he's there pestering the rich man and the rich man just wants to send him away and the point that our pastor made was was that it's it our job is to look out the door and see the Lazarus there and take care of the Lazarus there and it made such an impression on me that that it's there it's at our front door and it is at our front door it's in my family right. and it's in the kids that come home with my kids so our, it has been literally at my front door in our, our house, I'm so thankful to say, has been a safe place. We've had kids move, or had a kid anyway, a couple kids maybe, move in for short periods of time because they were no longer welcome in their own homes. Mm. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't give a crap about your theology. Yeah. You don't kick a kid to the curb. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's it's um you know it's a stretching of the the mama heart and you yeah. know what I don't I don't know you know I don't know there are those that would say that well you're not really loving your kid because you're allowing them to consider or to continue in ways that are going to ultimately be harmful to them and 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 you know what I just have to be brave enough to say I I don't know. I don't know. But I know that it's not my job. Right. To figure out for my kid. Right. What? Your adult. That's right. My adult, adult kids, kids at that point. Exactly. My yeah. adult kids. But, I mean. Well, yeah. and, and people are so quick to say, like, this is the be all end all ultimate thing. Mm -hmm. And I had this really interesting conversation with um, the pastor who I dearly love. Mm-hmm. 
um, at our last church. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so me being a big old heavy girl. Right. We'll just preface that as that, like, <laughs> this matters. I love myself, but I'm Good. a big fat lady. Oh. Um, so we were talking about a friend of ours who I said, she's, according to this particular flavor of Christianity, she's out, but mm. she's living celibately. Gotcha, gotcha. And I uh-huh. said, well, what if one day she meets somebody and gets married? Right. And he said, well, I would seriously question her Christianity. And I said, but I'm sitting in front of you, a clearly an obvious glutton. Thank you. And you you don't question mine. Thank you for being brave enough to to say that. Because (laughs) because there isn't any of us that can absolve ourselves from all of that. So why do we we pick on this? Why do we say, ooh, ooh, this one, even call it a sin. I don't even know if I want, that's a whole other thing. But this this one thing. I wouldn't call the way that I look a sin. I call it, like, I have a... A problem. I have a disorder. I have go. a disordered way of yeah. that's affecting my body. Right. And I wouldn't necessarily call your child that, but like for my body, it's a whole big muddy mess. This is to a sort disordered all way of that. that's yeah. hurting my body, and I'm aware of that. Right. But that's that's a whole different right. thing. But the I think the point that I was trying to make is yeah. at, at what point do we do we call someone's entire faith into question because they have right. something that doesn't look right to somebody else? Right. Right. What, well, and, what, and, and, you know. and what's interesting is like, it, it doesn't even come down to this. Like, this is a big, huge, like, obvious one for some faith communities. But the right. fact that I spent the last 15 years or 14 years in a Presbyterian church mm-hmm. who the leadership in some ways called other flavors of Christianity, yeah. like Methodist or even Catholic sure. heretics. Sure. So like sure. what? <laughs> like what we can't about? even. We're all doing the same, essentially the same thing, mm-hmm. with some like differences mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in the way that it play, plays mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And still, like mm-hmm. even in that mm-hmm. mix, mm-hmm. there are people who say, "Well, they're a heretic. Mm-hmm. They're going to hell." I know. And then like, I'm like, "What? Hang on." I know. <laughs> like okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I know. So like even, and then you go into like just more and more. I'm like, who is to say? Right. Why are you the? Def- Definitive be all end all right. of what is good and right in the world. Right. Why can we not leave that to someone who we consider in our faith tradition the creator of all that? Exactly. Can we leave that to that somebody being? who mercifully knows <laughs> right. way more than any of us will ever know? Right. Um, you know, it's 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 a thing. You know, I've come to in this journey um, have friends that are in long-term same-sex relationships that are faithful and are better examples for Christians than a lot of other people. Right. And and who knows whether at the end of the day, you know, that, you know, God isn't going to have something to say to them about that relationship. I I mean, I I, I don't even know. I doubt it. I, I, I personally... I, I don't even think so. I, yeah. I'm coming to see this more as a variation than in, than anything yeah. else. But but the point just simply remains that it is this is this is about planks and specks. This right. this is about you know wanting to to pick on what we perceive to be wrong in somebody else's life without worrying about ourselves. And right. My husband had a good conversation yesterday with somebody who's in leadership of our church who who. It was a sincere, help me to understand conversation. So yay for the person to have the courage to call for and ask for that. Yeah. Um, that the person was kind of saying, so like, how do I, how do I counsel, how do I counsel people who come to me with this? Or for instance, if, if, um, like, okay, so if we, if under this mindset we look at, at non-heterosexuality as a sin, and. This is a whole muddy thing, but I'm just saying, if you do that, but that's sort of like we're just taking that from the point of view is like this I'm is taking what that from somebody else's. That's right. I'm taking that this from is, a very common, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, if a person is to say that, they also then have to say there. I mean, there are other areas of sexual sin. Okay, so there are other like let's just the one that came up in conversation last night was so how does this person counsel couples who want to get married but are living together right right so how do you how do you do with that you know do i do i tell them you know that you can't live together this is a sin you this that you know and whatever the other thing and i made the point to my husband that 
that, that, that person's true goal has to be in ministering to that young couple or to anybody else. By definition, their true concern has to be what happens at the end, what happens at the end of that person's life. Not what, not, not that what is happening at the moment is not important, but, but their, their primary focus has to be how that person's life journey is going to play out and how are they going to grow closer to God and how are they going to grow in virtue and how are they going to grow in love and all of that kind of thing. And if we spend too much time focusing now on, well, in order to live a godly life, you must check this box and fill this in now and do this now, otherwise you're not qualified to get on this godly path. You're not qualified to hang out with our church. You're not qualified to see where God takes you from here. Guess what happens, folks? Guess what happens? They leave. Yeah. And you don't get a chance to see, they don't get a chance to see how our loving creator would have worked things out. And and I'm not even proclaiming to know how that would have worked out, but we deprive them of the chance yeah. by our divisive language yeah. and our ideas that... And not just language, but like mm-hmm. actions. And actions. Okay. Language and... Like, yeah, you're right. You're not welcome here. That's right. Or you are welcome, but... Right. Right. Or, you know, extreme examples where pastors escort children out of the church like good lord you cannot don't come back until whatever this is is gone you know like that what and is it that? just i what is that we talked yesterday we just uh, we did like a, a little just brief study and conversation with our kids about like do we see we're gonna get religious guys right. sorry <laughs> it's the it's the water i swim in i can't help it um but do we see God as the good father? Right. And what good father would say, mm-mm, no, you're out. You're right. done. Right. You're out. I'm not. I'm done loving you. I'm right. done. What good father would say that? Right. What good father would say that? Right. No good father. Right. Every good father would say, I see you doing some stuff that, oof. Yeah. Maybe a little bit worried about. I'm a little concerned. But I know. Right. But you're always welcome here. That's right. Put your boots under my table. That's right. I'll feed you. I will That's talk right. to you. I will hug your neck. That's right. I will um, I will be here. I That's am right. your father. That's and, right. And as a mother, I am your mother. Mm-hmm. There is nothing, mm-hmm. you know, there's this kind of language that we teach our kids that there's like, there's nothing that you did to be good enough to earn this, mm-hmm. and there's nothing that you can do to be bad enough to lose it. Mm. And... And I think of like 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 my kids, man, they're trying me this summer, just <laughs> fist fights and like I'm like, Lesson Yes. But but there is nothing that they can do that's bad enough to lose my love. Absolutely. No no path that they can choose. And right now they're choosing some crappy paths <laughs> to lose my love. Right. And so if if my love is even a fraction Exactly of the love of right. this being that we that's say right created. whatever we believe the divine right? to be or whatever right, right. It has to be just an endless source of love right exactly yeah so i do think i think about that mm-hmm. and how oh as moms like even mm-hmm. if we see our kids like i don't know how this is gonna work out for mm-hmm. you but mm-hmm. that but i love you mm-hmm. and i'm here and for I'm the gonna, long haul and i'm gonna stay loving you and you're gonna be welcome yeah in my house yeah. while you figure out all of this and while i watch you and i'll be here if you need yeah. some advice but i've wor- i'm here because nothing that you do changes the relationship yeah. that i have with you well, and I definitely felt like my 20s were the, the years for, like, making declarations about this is who sure. I am. For sure. And those have mellowed as well. Sure, sure. You know, they mellow sure. with, like, you know, I, 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 I really think, like, my 20s were the era, the black and white era, mm. where everything was either or this oh, or that. That's, that's just where we are at right. that stage. Yeah. I know I was very much there, too. And, and like, the 40s are, like, this is all, I don't know. Right. <laughs> The That's more right. I know, the less I know. Exactly. This is what I thought. This but is what I thought I'm not was so the sure. absolute truth. Right. And now I'm yeah. like, you know what? I don't know all the things. No. <laughs> I don't know all the things. I want to know all the things. I really do. Right. But I don't. Right. And it would be way easier if things still worked <laughs> in that black and white world. But maybe they don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Oh they don't. Gosh. So, well, yeah. Yeah. They I just don't. Yeah. 
So I was talking, just yeah. a little aside, yeah. a friend of yeah. mine was like, am I ever going to listen to a podcast podcast of yours that doesn't make me cry? And I was like, I don't know, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so Christy, I don't know if this one made you cry, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think when moms get together and we really talk about the heart of things yeah. and we show up and are vulnerable and honest, yeah. it's kind of raw yeah. and emotional and. It is. And I beautiful. Think this is, is hard gonna be stuff. Real. Yes, it's hard stuff. This isn't like, oh yeah, I totally am like cakewalking my way through oh, my... Oh my gosh. My, no, my this child's is, son, this son is to not, daughter transition. Yeah, this is not the journey that, you know, that we thought we were going to be on. But, you know, I mean, I... So we have five of them, right? And so I, right. I used to use this analogy for other minor things like stomach flu. But if you stop to think about, if you roll five dice on any given day, the odds that one of them is going to come up stomach flu is it's pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> somebody. Right? And if you roll five dice in a different context, the yeah. odds that somebody's going to come up gay or trans are pretty high. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just the way it is when it's part of part of uh, accepting the wonderful thing that is this openness to all of these beautiful gifts and yeah and uh and not it knowing is. how any of it's going to turn out yeah well of my grandma's five sons yeah two are gay yeah you know well yeah. one was a yeah. one is an adopted son who was yeah. technically a first cousin yeah but yeah of my grandparents five sons yeah. two are gay yeah right you know of us the seven of us zero of us are gay right but yeah. But you just, you don't, you don't know. And I would, I would just, yeah, you just don't know. And for, for that reason, I would just say um, that if you think, and all you moms out there, if you happen to have a kid that comes to you and starts to say, you know, I'm gay, or I think I'm gay, or I think I'm not a boy, or I think anything along those lines, Take your kid at their word. Consistent, insistent, mm-hmm. and persistent. Yeah. I've Take never heard that, but that is mm-hmm. so important. That's, to... a, that's a good one. Yeah. And it's usually present early, consistent, persistent, and insistent. Yeah. yeah. This is not a whim. Mm-mm. This is a, if I don't allow myself to live truly as who I am, I can't keep living. Right. And I'd rather have an alive kid. Me too. Me you too. know. Me too. However they want to present. That's right. I'm. You're here. I have an alive kid that I can keep loving. Right. And let them keep feeling loved and let anything else get worked out in the wash. Right. So good. Oh, my gosh. So I want to thank you for coming <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is mm. such a beautiful conversation mm. and so important. <laughs> like, this is so important. This is, I'm way out of my depth. <laughs> like I'm sure younger parents are gonna be like, oh yeah, I totally know all these things, but I'm way out of my depth. And so we, it is we so were good. and sometimes still are way out of yeah. our depth. But. You just keep swimming. It's it's so beautiful. So thank mm. you so much for coming on the oh, show, Ariana. You're so welcome. It's it's my pleasure. And um, yeah, and whoever you are out there, you're not alone. If any no. of this resonates with you, you are not alone. There are resources, there are peoples, there are other mamas. Yeah. So I'll put some of those in the show notes. That's what I figured. Here in Nashville, mm-hmm. um, specifically the Oasis good and things. Just Us. And mm-hmm. those others. are good places for kids. Yeah. And there's and good places for families, too. Can you mm-hmm. list off a couple of those names? So sure. I will be sure mm-hmm. to add those to the show notes. P-Flag. 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 Parents, okay. friends, lesbians, and gays this was the initial um, thing, but it's, it's it is a safe in. place. Mm-hmm. It is a safe place for parents and friends of LGBTQ plus to be able to go and hang out, and um, and it is structured um, like a recovery meeting. So it's it is all what says what what you say there stays there. Yeah. And so you can go and and even if when you're at the beginning of this journey and need to say things like, I think my kid is crazy. This really can't be true. Right. Um, you can say them in a safe place, and yeah. you can you can grow and evolve there with people that have that are ahead of you yeah. and um so yeah that's a really good Further one down the path mm-hmm. so that's good a really good one thank mm-hmm. you so much you're very thank welcome you guys. Mm-hmm. well and thank you thank guys you. for listening out there and um mm-hmm. please look in the show notes for resources it'll also be listed on the, the website which is 
www.icumamapodcast.com where all of the podcast episodes are listed in there. All the show notes are there too. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find me. Well, no, there's not an us. There's us collectively, all the moms. <laughs> but there, the show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram now. Um, no matter how much I resisted <laughs> social media, which makes me crazy. Um, but thank you guys for listening. And mm-hmm. um, if you this pro- this topic struck a chord with you, I'd love to hear from you. You can always email me. Um, I see you mama podcast at gmail.com and I'd love to hear from you. And if there's someone that you know that would really benefit from hearing this, pass it on. Um, I, I, th- I think we talk about such really good and deep topics that really, um, I would love to hear about, like I would listen to my podcast. <laughs> Yeah, there you, you go. Know, I would listen if it was somebody else. Be like, tell me more about that one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I've got my hands under my chin. Like, you can't see me. <laughs> so thank you all for listening, and um, y'all have a great day. I'll talk to you mm-hmm. soon. Bye.